conceptual Hello, everybody. Uh, Dr. Rick Wallace here dropping in on you. Hope everybody is having an unbelievable start to your week. Um, and remember what I always say, even if you are facing challenges, even if things are not going exactly the way that you would like them to go, just understand that you, if you're still breathing, you're still in the fight. If you are still able to wake up and have clarity or even awareness of thought, you're still in the fight. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't give in. Don't turn around. Don't balk on it. Uh, you have what it takes. You're built for it. So just stay in that. Um, today is Transformational Tuesday. And today I want to talk to you about turning your wounds into wisdom. Uh, it sounds cliche-ish, uh, but it's actually an actual strategic approach that I use a combination of visionetics, uh, um, psychological awareness and transformational vocabulary. Uh, but it is important to understand that you have a responsibility to heal when you're hurt. Uh, and here's some things you need to understand. I'm going to walk you through five steps that I take my clients through when I realize that they're still holding on to trauma, to past hurts, to past. Do you, there are some people who have literally mortgaged their future trying to erase the past. And I want to ensure as many people as I possibly can don't make that mistake that you have to look at what's in the past as um, an experiential contributor to your future, but not the designated force that's going to determine your future. You're going to determine your future about what you do now how you decipher things, how you interpret things, how you process things. Most people are in desperate need of a paradigm shift. They've been viewing the life, they've been viewing life through the lens of past hurts, past failures, past frustrations. Some can be traced, in fact, most can be traced back to childhood. And so what do you do? You have to be strategic. One of the things that I think people uh, get, especially in this fast-paced microwave society where everything has to happen now and everything is about get over it, move on, and everybody's got these unbelievable motivational speeches. And as a speaker, one of the things that I try to do is I try to not only tap into the emotion, because see, when most people talk about motivational speeches, they're talking about something that makes them feel good, gets them excited, makes them want to do something. The true thing is a real, real true motivational speech 
connects you to your motive. It connects you to your why. It connects you to the reason that you're doing something. And it's it has to be a reason so great that it will hold you in place when you face the difficulties and frustrations of life. Simply being emotionally charged isn't being motivated, but that's what's being sold. And I don't have any problem with people inner getting giving you energy, but if they don't give you a sense of direction, if they don't give you a sense of understanding of the importance of clarity of purpose, clarity of direction, then you are going to have this energy and you're going to be frustrated. That's why 85% of Christians go to church every Sunday, get preached into a pure lather get all excited about how victorious they are. They are more than conquerors. And then what do we do? Go right out Monday and hit the real world. By Tuesday, we're already looking forward to what? The next Sunday where we can get our emotional fix. Unless you have a pastor who understands the importance of equipping you of empowering you, not just getting you excited, but getting you prepared. It's the same thing in life with anything else. It's everything has to have a sense of purpose, a sense of direction uh, uh, and clarity in those areas. And what I do is with my clients is gain an understanding of where they're at, where they've been, what they're going through, uh, understand where they're trying to go. And if they're not sure where they're trying to go, we have to get a clarity of purpose, a clarity of direction. So many people are wandering around and frustrated with their situations because they don't know where they're going. You can't really truly measure your progress if you don't even know where you're going. You just want to feel good. You just want it to stop. You just want it to be better. You don't even know when you talk about you want your financial situation to be better. Most people I ask can't give me a dollar amount. They can't tell me how much money they need to put them in a situation where they're financially independent or they're financially free. Why? Because all they're doing is operating in this this paradigm that I just need to find the place where I feel better. The problem is a lot of times that place where you think you feel better isn't that you feel better. It's that you're in a familiar state. The problem is that familiar state is never going to get you where you need to be. Now, whether you're whether you're trying to excel in business, where you're trying, whether you're trying to improve as an individual, whether you're trying to improve as a parent, whether you're trying to improve as a mate or a spouse, whether you're trying to improve as a business owner or a manager, what are you trying to advance your career? Let me tell you something. If you don't heal, it's going to impact you. Your psychology is going to be directly reflective of where you are in the state of mind, emotion, and and, and, and mentality and spirit you are. If you haven't healed, it's going to be reflected in your behavior. And your behavior is going to produce the results that you're frustrated with. And so what do you need to do? There are five steps. I'm going to walk you through them real quickly. These are steps that I take my clients through over a process of time, but it's going to require a bunch of things. And I'm going to do the best I can to give you an idea of what you need to do. And you need to do this. There's no way around this. You, we in the, we're in this microwave society where we get to where we think we can just say, I'm over it. No, it doesn't work that way. If it hurt you, you need to deal with it. There's a process of confronting hurt, and you, but you don't need to hold on to the pain. What you need to do is process it and release it. And I teach my clients how to process and release the pain so that you're not carrying the weight of it. I don't tell them not to feel it. I don't tell them to not to feel it. I tell them to experience it, but release it. Anything you hold on to that's causing you pain will eventually become 
uh, uh, perpetual suffering. Pain is inevitable. Things are going to happen. Suffering is a choice. You hear me say that a lot. What you have to do is make the decision to release it. You make the decision to decision to move forward. Doesn't mean you don't hold the people or person or company or whatever accountable for what they did, but you can't rest and wallow in it because you will become identified with it because you are giving it your attention and your focus. Whatever you focus on, you feel. Whatever you feel long enough, you identify with. All right. So the first step is to establish purpose. What and, and, and this 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 is uh, somewhat of a dichotomy. Dichotomy. What you're doing is first the purpose, your overall purpose. Why are you here? What are you supposed to be doing? If everything in your life was where it was supposed to be, where where it's supposed to be, what would you be doing? How would you be moving? What would you be doing? That's the first thing. Establish purpose. What would you be doing? What's your purpose on this place? Because when you identify purpose, it gives you a sense of confidence. It gives you a sense of passion. It gets you. It gives you a sense of belonging. It gives you a sense of uh, uh, source and strength because now you understand that it's not just you. The designer, the one who designed you and gave you the purpose and placed you here is also by your side. And the second is, what is the purpose of the strategic actions you are taking to heal? See, that must be a strategic transformation. This idea, you know, it's just going to when you don't take an intentional uh, approach to your growth, which is a part of change, you become so you, you, you become vulnerable to the whims of life. In other words, life will mold you. Your crowd will mold you. Your situations will mold you. Your circumstances will mold you. And you will become a product of an environment where you didn't contribute. What you have to decide is I'm not just going to grow. I'm going to grow intentionally. I'm going to determine where I'm going. So in order to understand that, you got to know where do you want to go? What do you want to do? What do you desire in your life? Where are you trying to hell with this? Hit with this healing. You want to feel confident. You want to feel that you belong. You want to feel loved. You want to feel like uh, you can take control of your life. You want to regain the reins of your personal sovereignty. You, whatever it is, you need to have a sense of understanding. I want uh, fi financial security. I need to have X amount of dollars. Uh, invested in whatever are in savings or whatever so that I can live the life that I want to live. I want to have an income of, I want to be able to do this with my kids and for my kids. I want to be able to do this with my spouse or for my spouse and, and on and on and on. And, and, and you need to have that. Why? Because that's the thing you're going to have. That's the motive. You talk about motivation. That's your motive, your why your purpose, your why. Why am I doing this? I'm doing this so that I can be better. I'm doing this so that I can tap into the full potential of my design. So that Because when you are walking around carrying trauma, when you are walking around carrying the weight of past hurts, you're not functioning optimally. You're not operating at the full force of your potential. You are literally carrying around unnecessary, rate, unnecessary weight that is staggering your growth, staggering your progress, slowing you down, and it will eventually wear you out. You're going to have to know how to release it, but it starts with understanding the purpose. The second thing is clarity of direction. When you understand where you're going, what do you want? New career, new home, new city, uh, 
develop a new relationship, strengthen the relationship you have, um, get over the past hurt, release it, forgive, all these things, you need to understand why, because that's the direction you're going to travel in. It's hard to hit a target when you don't know where the target is. It's hard to sit up and say, I, I want to be somewhere when you don't know where it is and you're frustrated every day because you're not there. You know it exists, but you don't know where it is because you haven't taken the time to sit down and determine what it is I want in life. What is it that I want? And be able to write it down, look at it, and be able to visualize it in your mind. You need to be able to look at it and say, you know what? I want this. I want X amount of dollars. I want a relationship where someone reciprocates. I want a relationship where someone cares about what's going on with me. I want a relationship where when I give, they're appreciated. I want to be able to be better with my kids. I want to spend more time with my kids. I want to be more effective in parenting my kids. I want my career to take off. Um, I want to be more impactful in the world around me. I want a better circle of friends and influences in my life. All of these things are things that you need to be considering and you need to establish because that's what you're working for, you're looking for. Why? Because when you need to be able to visualize it so that when you see it, you recognize it. You need to be able to feel the emotions of what it feels like. So you need to have an imagination that can take you into this place that you're going and actually visit it in your imagination. Why? Because if you can do it, if you can imagine it with enough sensory, uh, sensory uh, triggers, it will literally trigger the emotion that you will feel when you actually experience. You can know what it feels like to win before you win. And that's what you visit. That emotion will drive you. You're like, man, I want that feeling. I love the way it feels to feel this. I love the way it feels to be independent. I love the way it feels to be free. I love the way it feels uh, to not be fearful. I love the way it feels to walk with confidence. And what happens? You start to drive towards it. You start to move towards it because now not only do you have an idea of that's something you need, you know what it is, you know what it feels like, and you know the direction you need to travel in to have it. It is immensely important to do that. Then you need to develop capacity. Capacity comes by repetition of practice. In other words, if I'm going to do something, I need to consistently do it. So I can't sit up and be inconsistent in my journaling, inconsistent in my prayer, inconsistent in my meditation, inconsistent in my service and love and help and being positive towards others, inconsistent in how I manage my thoughts and my speech, inconsistent in how I confront my challenges, inconsistent in how I move in every area. Look, I have to literally execute the behavior of the healed person while I'm healing. Why? Because it creates the capacity. See, I need to be able to lift heavy things. So I have to lift what I can as often as I can to build the strength and the capacity to lift. If I don't lift, I lose the capacity. But if I lift, I gain and develop more capacity to lift even heavier things. And what does that do? That expands my territory. That expands my reach. That expands my power. That expands my capacity. So you've got to develop the capacity by practicing the things that you're going to be when you truly are totally transformed. 
And our transformation is a continuum now. You're never going to reach the finish line until you leave this place, but you're transforming into a new something that you establish. The, that, that's why intentional growth is so important because life will change you. You're not going to be the same person next year. I don't care what happens. I don't care how stagnant you are. You're still not going to be the next person. You're going to either be a little bit more bitter, a little bit more sinister, a little bit more angry, or you're going to be a, a, a different person focusing on something positive change, but whatever, you won't be the same person. Life is going to change you. The thing is, if you take the reins of change and you start to say, I'm going to change intentionally, how? I'm going to determine what I think. I'm going to determine what I speak. I'm going to determine what comes into the gates of my hearing. I'm going to read a certain amount of material that's positive, that's informative, that's instructional each and every day. I'm going to control not only the rate I grow, but the direction that I grow in. I am setting the course and the path for my life. I am coming out of something. And every time you do that, you shake a little bit of the hurt off. But you're not just getting rid of the hurt. You're advancing towards something greater. So while you are moving away from what harmed you, you're also elevating at the same time. You're not just getting away. You're going higher. But you've got to take the reins of your sovereignty and sit up and say, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to guard my self-talk. I'm not going to say anything negative about myself. I'm going to speak my future in the in the present tense. Why? Because my brain cannot process that it's not currently happening. So when I say that I'm abundant, it means I'm abundant. When it says I'm debt-free, it means that I'm debt-free. doesn't mean that there are debts. It means that the mindset and mentality that I'm establishing for myself says that debt is not okay. And that debt is harmful to the development and the build, building of wealth. I can't say I want to build wealth and uh, constantly accumulating debt. I have to be able to manage that. So when I say I'm debt free, I'm it's sitting up, putting in a mindset that that's a goal. That's where I am. And what happens is when you consistently say that, you train your mind to look for ways. You change your train your brain to look for ways that you can eliminate debt. Your brain is constantly working when you don't even realize it. 96% of functions are going on beneath the surface that are controlling 96% of your results. 96% of your behavior is controlled by the subconscious. So how I program it to operate will determine what I get from it. I can sit up and say all day that this is what I'm going to do. And for about 4% of the day, I can literally will it just on consciousness alone. But I'm designed to operate in a way that moves me far faster than my conscious can keep up. So my subconscious eventually takes over. There are responses that come out automatically. There are decisions that are made automatically. Why? Because the subconscious has already been programmed on what is acceptable, what is not acceptable. These are your paradigms. These are the things and the standards you operate by. You have norms and standards that have been established in your subconscious. That's why you got some people that will literally be totally uh, flabbergasted, aboard, and totally terrified at the thought of shooting someone and someone else can do it without a second thought. Two different paradigms, two different environments, two different de developing systems, two different ideas of what's acceptable and not norms and standards. That's what's going to determine what triggers your conscious um, in the sense of 
feeling a certain way about doing something and what doesn't. And so you are in control of that. You can establish a higher moral turpitude. You can establish a higher standard of daily engagement. You can, you can establish a higher standard of moving and doing things that create a better life for you. You're never trapped. You're never stuck in some situation. You just bought into the limitations that tell you you are. You bought into the illusion that you can't do anything about where you are and what you've been through. You've bought into the illusion because because you went through this, this, and this as a child, then this is how my adult life is going to be. Stop telling yourself you're a product of your environment. You're a product of your thinking and your acceptance of what you, of, of where you're at and where you're going on. The moment you decide to change and say, this is no longer me, and you commit to it, you evolve. When you commit to it, but see, here's the thing. Go back to what I said. You've got to build the capacity. How you do that? You do that by executing the things you would normally and naturally exhibit when you become the person you're trying to become. So you behave like the person you're trying to become instead of the person you are. Why? Because you're building capacity. You are what you practice. You are what you do repetitively. You will eventually develop the habits of the person that you are emulating, the better version of yourself. That's how it works. If I sit up and I consistently say, this is what I want, but I'm consistently doing what I am doing now, and I'm talking like I talk now, thinking like I think now, doing all the things I normally do, I keep getting what I'm getting. So in order to get what that person, that version of me can get, I've got to behave like that version, even though it doesn't feel comfortable, even though it doesn't feel natural. That's what I've got to do. I've got to stop that. I've got to stop being the person that isn't getting the results I want, and I've got to become that person. And I build the capacity capacity by practicing the behaviors, the thoughts, the speech of that person. What would that person do in this situation? One of the things that I had to overcome in my life was I was extremely high-tempered and quick-tempered. Didn't take much to set me off. And I realized, number one, that every time you go off like that, you put yourself in a situation where you're releasing stress. It's not healthy, uh, bad for your arterial health, bad for your blood pressure and your heart, bad for your uh, other organs like your kidneys and liver because of the stress hormones you release when you get angry. Um, it puts you in physical harm way because not everybody's uh, going to back down when you when you push upon them or whatever. And there's so many other things. And I had children that needed me to be present, but I also didn't want that vitriol flowing into them. So I had to learn how to manage my temper. And I had to realize that if I'm going to become someone that I'm not, I need to know what that person behaves like. How do they manage moments? Stop, think. How do they respond? And then I got to the point and say, what would the better version of me do? Just in that moment that I asked myself that, I took myself out of the, it, the immediate issue and put it into something that immediately reminded me, we're not doing this again. We're not, this is, we don't do this. Now, if you need to deal with something because someone is threatening you or your family and you got to handle your, but that's one thing, but just letting everything get, I, 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 I posted this yesterday. One of the best decisions I made was to no longer be offended. I realized I was giving way, way too much of my power. 
I don't have time to be offended by anything anybody does, says about me or whatever. Now, if you come into my space and you violate my space or you show me that you mean harm to me and my family, I will deal with you. But all this because somebody said this, because somebody did this, this person said, man, they did. You know what? I am not going to be offended. Why? Because it gives so much of my power to the person who is trying to offend me or who may not even be trying. Most of the time, people just live in their life. You just got in the way of their mess and you got caught. Uh, most, most people are actually just trying to get through life the best way they can. And the problem is when they haven't healed, when they haven't learned how to manage stress, when they haven't learned how to confront issues in life, they are, they are swinging at the air. Sometimes you walk within that space and get hit. But it's not personal. So I learned not to take things personal. The moment that I learned not to take things personal, the frequency at which I got angry decreased rapidly. And then over time, I just learned how to manage when something comes into my space. Do I still get upset? Yes. But I learned to manage it. I got a 90 second uh a 90 second uh, rule, whatever comes in and shakes up, you got 90 seconds to feel it, deal with it, be hurt, whatever. And it doesn't mean that I throw it away after 90 seconds. It means 90 seconds. I need to be back where I can function. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feel it. If it's something that angers me, I'm angry. If it's something that hurts me, I'm going to be hurt. If I need to shed some tears, I'm going to shed some tears. If I need to yell, I'm going to yell. But after 90 seconds, it's time to get back to it. Because see here, I tell you all the time, there are 86,400 seconds in a day. There are always things moving around trying to rob you of that time. What you do in those 86,400 seconds is going to determine the outcome of your life. Are you spending it too much? You're spending too much of it being angry, spending too much of it being hurt, spending too much of it reflecting on what could have been, should have been, maybe had been. And you're not focusing on what you still have the opportunity to create. Stop consulting your familiar past to determine a future that you have not yet yet lived. You can never get. A better future consulting your familiar past because your past can only tell you what you've done, what you've experienced. Now, I can tell you, I don't want to do that again or I would do it differently this time, but it can't show you how to do something you've never done. So when you're trying to take your life to the next level, when you're trying to transform into something greater, you've got to actually consult your imagination and ask your imagination to create an image for you of what it looks like. Because it doesn't exist in the past. You haven't done it yet. And if you keep consulting the past, the past will keep telling you, you can't do it. So you're going to have to leave the past in the past and you're going to have to step up and say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And you're going to have to start to lay the foundation. You're going to have to start to walk it out. You're going to have to start to live it. And you live it by speaking it as if you have it. Why? Because your brain cannot tell the difference and your brain will go to work to do the things it believes it can do. When Roger Bannister broke the four-minute barrier in running the mile, they asked him, how did he change his training? How did He said, I didn't. All I did was I ran it 1,000 times in my mind. He told his mind, I ran this already. I do. I, I break the four-minute mile every day. That's what he told his You know what? The barriers that were there, and it was always a mental barrier. It was never physical. It was mental. It was something that couldn't be done. People would tighten up. People would literally slow down. And because here's what happened. 
If you think it was physical, here's what happened. In 1954, he broke the four-minute barrier. In the next two years, over 400 some people broke it, the four-minute barrier. Did they all change their training and do it? No, it just simply became possible. The moment that you tell your mind you've done it, your mind says it's possible. Everything changes in that moment. The mind does not have the ability to distinguish between what you're imagining and what is actually real. So you can literally create an environment of what you're going into so that you can visit it so that it can stimulate emotions because it's those emotions that will anchor you in that reality and become the force behind what you do. You want to experience those emotions. Those emotions are exciting. Those emotions are empowering. And so you want it. Now you have something that connects you to something in the future that you need to get to. So now what are you doing? You're intensely working toward it. You have to do that. Uh, then you have to develop a commitment to the process. You have to develop a commitment to the process. I talk about process a lot because people are consistently trying to dance around the process. People want the prize without the process. People want the promises of God without the process. But you can't go through any historical story. You can't go through any biblical story. You can't go through any account of any of the great names that we look up to and say that was no process. That was always a process that preceded the prize, that preceded the promise. But we don't want the process. You've got to be committed to the process. You've got to embrace the process. And no, the process is not going to be comfortable. The process is going to have a lot of discomfort. It's going to have even some painful moments, but it's absolutely necessary for you to, first of all, be able to achieve the prize or the promise. And second of all, be, second of all, be able to sustain it. There has to be a process that develops you that empowers you, that strengthens you, that prepares you mentally, emotionally, psychologically, and physically to be able to move into a new realm and do something different, something new, something better, have something big, something better, and not be, and not, and, and, and what's the term we use? Not fumble it and not fumble it. That's the thing that you've got to have. That's why the process is there. Too many people get opportunities and fumble them because they have balked on the process. They have decided that they don't want to commit to the process. You got to commit to the process. And finally, you've got to have the ability to celebrate your progress, achievements, and be able to measure your results. So you need things you can measure. That's why I tell you, you need to put a dollar amount on your financial independence. You need to put... Um, a frequency on engaging people who you want to build relationships with. You need to have a certain date that you're going to do X, Y, Z. Why? Because that's measurable. You can look up and say, I can see my growth in this. Uh, I'm going to read, I read at least 10 pages of something I haven't read before every day. And that's in addition to all the research I do and everything else. Um, People trip out with how much I read and still get what I get done. Um, that is extremely important. Uh, that's the way you intentionally grow. That's something I measure. And that's the reading is actually the way that I ensure that I don't go to bed the same man that I woke up. Um, 
because when I'm reading, I'm reading something that I haven't read that's empowering, that's informational, that's instructive, uh, that's encouraging. That's and, and what happens is it gives me new insight. One of the most powerful forces you have to elevate your frequency and your vibration is revelation. What I mean by that new information is the consumption of consciousness and the engagement of the mind of God, so to speak. At some level, any new thing you take in at its origin and its purity emerge from the consciousness of God, the great consciousness of this universe. There's nothing that God doesn't know. So every thought comes, what we take and what we receive, what we accept and what we reject determine the outcomes of our lives. We really have at our access the mind of God. But we've been so contaminated with toxic energy envy, strife, anger, bitterness, hatred, gossip and bickering and all this stuff that just weighs you down. Stop letting people talk to you about other people. Stop talking about other people to people. Stop looking for the next gossip information and start looking for ways to be a better contributor to the world around you and watch your life change. Watch how the dip, when you stop gossiping, when you stop telling everybody else's business, when you stop trying to put other people down, when you stop trying, when you start just trying to lift yourself and anybody that's around you, watch what happens. You're going to move closer to that that mind of God, that that answer to the problem you have, that answer to, to the issues you're struggling with. It's there, but you can't get to it at 200 hertz. That's where envy, jealousy, strife, and all that other stuff exists. Anger, fear, anxiety, all that stuff is there. You can't get there when you're talking about reaching 750 hertz, when you're talking about consuming and experiencing revelation. You're talking about 500 hertz just by being grateful. So you've got to find a way. That's why every morning I wake up and the first thing out of my mouth is thank you. I don't have to think about what I'm thankful for. I just know that when I say I'm thankful, it automatically triggers my brain to a certain response to gratitude. It releases endorphins. It literally makes me feel better, but it also puts me in a state of mind that I'm not going to be focused on none of this negative stuff going on because the answer to every challenge in my life exists and God has already sent the answer. I just have to be in the right place, in the right mindset, in the right state in order to receive it. There's nothing in this world you can't overcome. This is what I teach my clients to do and to watch some of them that have come. I've got clients that that come from incest. I've got clients that come from uh, abuse as a child. I've got clients that come from extreme poverty of parents who were addicted to alcohol and drugs. I've got and and, and, and I'm just talking about the story. I've, I've got them from a bunch of other things, but I got and I look at them now from when I met them in the healing process that's taken over. And I look at it and I go. This is the same person. And like, you know, we some of them, I mean, come back multiple times um, because they are now no longer in the therapy phase of things. They're in the coaching phase of things. Now they're doing this. We're talking about CEOs. We're talking about business owners. We're talking about nurse practitioners. We're talking about all of those different things. That is power. 
the willingness to sit up and look at yourself and say, that's, that's got to be something better. There's never a time I look at myself and I say, I've arrived. There's never a time I look at myself and say, man, you've done so much. You're good. There's never a time I look at myself and think people owe me anything. It's me saying, you know what? It's time for the next level today. Next level, next level, next level. Give the world something. Bless the world. Bless somebody. And when you do that, things around you change. I don't know who's out there that may be in the situation where they want to work with me, but I have an unbelievable offer in the description box, the post box or wherever the written part of this uh, the stream is. There's an offer to work with me. Uh, it is a free upgrade from a bronze package to a platinum package. It's like a what? $8,000 discount to work with me. And I promise you this year that you will get to work with me 52 weeks. Your life will not be the same. Your life changes whether you know it or not. But it's a it's distinct difference when you control the change, when you dictate the evolution, when you set the path of growth and you give direction to your to, to your desires. So you have the desires, but they don't have direction. They don't have a sense of purpose, a sense of or a place to land. You need to give your desires a place to land. Something so clear, so pure, so straight that you can think about it. If someone were to ask you, what's your vision? What's your dream? You can literally come off right off the top and say, this is where I'm headed. This is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it. And people will sit up and understand it. And by the conviction in your voice, know that you mean it. That's it. I'm not telling you it's easy. I'm telling you it's possible. So if you want to work with me, go to the description box. Click the link, go to the page, read more on what the offer is. If it's what you want, sign up. My support team will initially contact you and uh, they will be informed that I'm, I'm upgrading uh, for the first 10 people who take advantage of this. I'm upgrading them to a free platinum package, not free, free upgrade package. So you pay for the bronze 12 week package. You get the 52 week package. Um, effective change. A price can't be put on it. The peace of mind of knowing you can go through some of the most catastrophic experiences and maintain your sanity, maintain your stature, maintain your confidence maintain your direction and sense that is power this has not been an easy year for me in in in, in certain places the business is growing growing too fast <laughs> uh but personally I, I i had some challenges but the thing is i took the hit and I'll tell you, even 20 years ago, this one would have knocked me down. I took the hit and it took me a while to breathe. I couldn't catch my breath, but eventually I caught my breath. And I decided I have to keep being the person I am because I have a place in this world. But that came from developing the capacity not to become emotional, 
not to lose it and go all off screaming and hollering, woe is me, why me? I'm not a victim. I am never going to put myself in the place of being a victim. I am a person who is going to be the best I possibly can be. Sometimes it's going to be great. Sometimes it's going to be lacking. But I'm going to be the best I can every moment based on whatever's going on. I'm never going to settle for anything less than my best. And that comes with a lot of power. I want the opportunity to work with those who want to do that. So, again, if you think you're ready to make a major move, this is an opportunity to do it and really at an unbelievable value. So in that in, in that instance, I'm going to get off here. As I always say, I, I live my life on full so that when I leave this place, I die on E. I challenge you to do the same thing. What legacy will you leave that will be powerful enough that people will speak of you after you're gone? Ask yourself that question and contemplate it. 